Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening to you all. It is I, the nature boy, Rick Flair. I'm here with all of you live tonight on Talk Show. Yes, this great network. We're here with you all this Monday, November 28th. It is 38 minutes past the 9 p.m. Central Standard Hour. A little chilly out tonight. But yes, now is a better time than ever, ladies and gentlemen, for our special tonight. To open up tonight's uh, streaming portion of the program, we're proud to present to you all the very next installment of Nigger Poetry Hour. Yay! Everybody say yay. Hashtag yay. It's Nigger Poetry Hour. Starring the niggers. And it starts right now, right here on Top Shoe. And don't you fuck it up this time, buddy. Now, on to the niggers. The conference is now in silent mode. In that way, as well as yourself as an artist, you know, putting together your compilation to get out your project, it's, it's the growth in, that we love to see right there. And, that you know, that team effort's going to be supported. So for everybody out there... The title all of tonight's uh, Nigger Poetry Hour um, is... Diary of a Mad Nigger. Um, I would say, as far as projects, now I want to say this to all listening. Um, if you don't have projects of your own, which I don't, but um, as far as extending myself as a poet, what I do to market myself is I get my hands involved in a lot of my fellow poets in my city. I get my hands involved in something they may doing and be doing and lending my voice to it. Because the, another way that I have learned, I have never been to any formal schooling or anything like that because personally I don't believe a school can teach you what comes natural as a gift. Um, my gift was work with words. Even though I didn't realize it till high school, it came natural. And if you don't have a project of your own, don't beat yourself up about it. Get your hands involved in your community. Create a reputation so that people want to know that. Build yourself a reputation, no matter how long you've been doing this, because I've only been performing four years. But in that four years, I've managed to be blessed to create such a reputation where even if I'm not in the room, people are wondering where I am and... They want to know if I'm involved or interested in anything, and they want to help me promote my work as well. And the other thing that helps is always be prepared. And I say that because in my personal life, I'm I'm a poet 24-7. And when I say that, I mean that I have found that out. I, about about else, because literally, I can be doing the most 
Every Maybe joke in the world. I could be going to the corner store getting a bottle of ginger ale. I could be at a casino, a shoe store, any everyday place. Oreo. A friend that's with me. Yeah, hashtag Oreo. off the top of his head. Put a piece about a name real quick. Put me on the spot out of nowhere. This happens all the time. So always be ready because you never know what that's going to lead to. And if you don't have a project out, but that'll be, that opens doors to people who do want to offer those footstools and steps to work with you to build projects. So, and also, it's good to have mentors and people show us the way. But I want to say this. As good as they are and as grateful as we are to have them, make sure to give yourself some accolades, too. Why do I say that? Because. As beautiful and wonderful and inspiring and thankful as we are for our mentors, it's also on the student, the one being mentored, to utilize what they're being taught. So make sure you give yourself some credit because you chose to utilize what you've been taught and build your own. It's great to have people that inspire us, but at the same time, as uh, Dub C is pointing out, being in your own lane. I'm inspired by many people, but if we're so busy trying to look at their image in the mirror, a mirror is the image of us we can't touch. We have to be who we are. We are our own entity. And I've had a lot of people show me things and open doors, but at the end of the day, I can't compare myself to other poets, not even someone I consider a mentor. You are your own Person, and you've gone your own way as well, and you've utilized the things you've been taught. So I would say never give up because I can't tell you how many times I've run across people, even in my own family, who say that poetry is a waste of time. I don't know what I'm but it sounds like bloody, this bloody, edition bloody. of Nigger Poetry um, Hour needs another But it's needs about the dedication. to the fire. You know what I mean? And people say that. These niggers sound a little too But happy. it's not about the money. Making it in a creative aspect, painting, poetry, it's like boxing. You don't start off making the millions of dollars. You're an amateur. People have to see you. You have to go out and do those for nothing fights so that people will recognize you. You can't go out there and be like, you know, I'm great. And that brings me to my final point that I try to get across to lyricists like singers, poets, and rappers. You're not going to do it on just wordplay alone. It's more than being dope because too much dope makes people sick. Why do you think we had to get it off the streets? You have to do more than have dope wordplay. If you're not connecting with your audience and your audience is not connecting and relating to you, it doesn't matter how slick you are with your wordplay or how harsh you are with your delivery. Your job is to relate and connect and then be a performer or entertainer or what have you. But it's not enough to be just, I'm slick with words. I can make slick rhyme with wit Rick, and then I can make the next line line with slick Rick. No, it's more than that. It's more than quoting Tupac. It's more than saying you were inspired by Tupac. We need to know your identity and who you are. And you got to be more than dope. Too much dope makes people sick. We don't want to know if you're dope. We want to know who you are. So be who you are, not who, you know, was inspired. It's like I said earlier, Tupac was great, 
but people were saying the profound things that he said long before him. You know, so I mean, pay attention to the everyday people, not the ones that they already made it at the top of the mountain. The celebrity isn't the one that made it to the top. The celebrity is the one that's still climbing right along with you. Pay attention to your community because if your community, it doesn't matter where you go from your hometown, if they see that your community doesn't respect you and doesn't have your back, it doesn't mean anything. At least if nothing else works, you know you've got the respect of your community. I may not make it in this poet business, but I have the respect of my fellow poets and wordsmiths, comedians, and so on and so forth, of Buffalo, New York. So it's about showing yourself respect as an artist and be more. All right, all right. Thank you for the I have a great speech from this nigger here. We need poets right now. That was was knowledge right there, man. That was... I went deep. I, I didn't have anyone to break out my notebook on some of that. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I definitely, we, we definitely need to be more than just than just dope. We gotta we gotta connect with people. And yeah, like I gotta agree with the chat right now. That was a piece in itself. Like that was deep. Like, um, but I'm gonna put a pin in my comments. I see I got Southeast Texas in the building. We'll bring on the caller. Um, Southeast Texas, you're live on P. You are unmuted. Yes. Hello, niggers. Is this the angry nigger, nigger poetry hour? Where's all the angry niggers at? We need more angry niggers. You are muted. So we're going to definitely get rid of that right there. Um, that's completely unacceptable and absolutely uncalled for on this show. Um, so I'm going to take my pen right back out of that and move forward with positivity. So um, I think something that's really important um, as a poet is to understand that people are going to have differing viewpoints. And the fact that that exists out there is something that we need to be aware of. And once you understand that people are going to have different viewpoints on the legendary's topic, um, you can absolutely start to be able to change those mentalities. And you're going to offend people in the process. But um, what you have to do is be able to go in there and carry yourself with respect and whatever kind of attitude you have going forward into poetry, that's what's going to be presented towards you. So if you go towards poetry with, I'm going to be hateful, I'm going to just throw shade at people, then that's what you're going to get back. But we have the ability as poets, as the people who stand in front of microphones and influence people that come out to see us, that are on our social medias, that are out there to broaden their minds. We but have that responsibility to be able to put them into a broader context. To be able to be like, this is my point Why? of view, and this is what we're going to move forward into. So something else that I really wanted to speak on tonight is the ability of marketing ourselves. Um, like I said earlier in response to our host, I said that as poets, we have to market ourselves as more than just poetry. Because when a lot of people hear poets, they're like, oh, page poetry, what I studied in third grade and fell asleep reading. So, and I think that poetry now is so much more than just pages. It's so much more.
allowing them godly our heart. When did this just for self mentality start and flourish? When did we get so cowardly, content to perish? We are no longer desirous to be head of a house. In order to be that, we must first have a spouse. Not like today where mere sexual conquests prevail. It seems we'd rather sell out, abandon our children, and live in jail. Life as we know it surely must cease unless we desire man's decline to increase. We have a mission from God himself. We must share knowledge, wisdom, and love and prepare our women, restore our women, enable our women to be worthy of and obtain their heavenly wealth. I don't want to hear this sheboo. Elevate our thoughts and priorities higher. I want ourselves and them from that eternal fire. Lovingly, obediently, we must cleanse our women from the muck and the mire. This supersedes being something good or the right thing to do. It is the will of the Almighty God Himself that need govern our actions and our minds. How in the world did we once again allow Satan to dupe and bamboozle and clown our stupid behinds? I'll tell you how. We got full of ourselves and full of pride, that same stupidity that caused Satan's demise. Our thoughts were of our own concerns and worldly pursuits. Such insanity from we who were once so wise. But thank God we are far from being a lost cause. God's forgiveness is such a blessed cause. Now, the only thing left for us to do is man up, love ourselves, and live a godly life, and deliver ourselves and our women from unnecessary strife. Man up, men. I know we can. Be the true men of old once again, treasuring our women and treating them right. We can again be the source of pride for the God of might and peace. And that, 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 like I said, it's not just men who, who, who are involved in these heinous acts, but the majority of the reported incidents are from men. Right. And it's something that, that, that if we begin to walk with God one more time and, and realize the purpose that God put us here and allowed us the honor of being accompanied on this earth by a female, a female counterpart, then these things would drastically, drastically drop. You know, on both sides, if the men were the right. men they were supposed to be teaching and, and leading the females the way they should, they wouldn't have to resort to some of this. A whole lot of this matters on both on, on, for both genders will be cut short once we we reconnect we, we ourselves and, and become obedient to the will of, will of God. Right. First, I want to say that was hauntingly beautiful. Like, oh, my God. Like, thank you for that. I feel blessed for hearing that. I appreciate that. Oh, God, it's for Sheba, host. This ought to be fun. My pleasure. <laughs> That's what divine inspiration. I, I, I refuse to, to, to. Well, I, I write. I'm just a pet. You get I your bitch made ass off this right, phone there. Sometimes I scratch my head and say, "Wow, I did that." <laughs> you know, so I, I, I definitely <laughs> have to be obedient to him, and, and he, 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 he deserves all the, the praise for any piece that I do because it is definitely his his unction that that allows me to write. But right, I thank you for the recognition of that. No problem. It was beautiful. But now we need to call on Brother O. 
so we can have his words and wisdom today? <laughs> well, first of all, what I want to do, too, before I come on, um, we do have a caller out of Southeast Texas tonight, Ms. Shakira Rice, and we're going to get them on right now. And I- you are unmuted. This talk, um, just Damon's participation tonight has been wonderful. Every one of our hosts, I- I'm real proud, including Carl Tompkins was listening online. So I- I'm-, I'm so, so happy about that. Um, Andrea Presley, Carmen Malone, Paul Sanson, Antonio Bass, Carl Thomas. I'm so proud tonight. Texas, you're on the line right now with Shakira Rice and Abstract. Hey, how are you guys? Hey. Yes, uh, first time caller. Uh, listened to the show a couple times and uh, very honored to be here with you all tonight. I'm glad that you called in. I appreciate you. Yes, yes. Definitely glad to hear your voice. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that you called in. Do you have an opinion on the topic? Uh, yes, I do have a short piece that I wanted to uh, spit. If you all would kindly allow me just a couple minutes. Of time. Okay, that's not a problem. Take your time. All right. Yes, ma'am. And this is this is just a a simple piece. I mean, it's it's going to start off a little familiar, and then it's going to change up just a little bit. Okay. All right. Roses are red. Violets are blue. You are muted. I hate niggers. Uh, hello, Can you there? Uh, yes, I'm still here. Wait a minute. Uh, what? What I don't I know what that's about. I, I don't. I have a strange feeling that that's going to be a little crazy. So I want to nip it in the bud right now. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Uh, wait I, a minute. I have a strange feeling this that we, we, you know, we have to be punked. And, and, and I'm hoping that that's not the case. So I'm gonna bring you know. I'm gonna bring on Southeast Texas again because I. Use- you are unmuted. Now we. The only reason why I had cut you off and mute you, man, because you know I, I've heard that before now. So what are we doing here? No, I mean, I I was trying to say that it was going to start off a little familiar and then change up a little right, bit. All right, all right. The last time we had Rose Red, Rouse Blue, I had to cut that person off, and it might be you. So let's just try this again. Let's try this again. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> really? Really? That's, that's bad. Bad? Okay. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I hate niggers and spakes and so You are muted. Thank you. Thank you for thank calling you. in tonight from South yes, Texas and being the asshole that you are. And I knew that that's what it was going to be, and I felt it when you called in. And that means I'm so glad it's in Gozi time now. So, um, that means that we're doing a hell of a job. I'm so glad that we have the less, the less wingiest, uh, assholes calling tonight to give us a you know a wonderful wonderful rendition of something that's near and dear to our heart. You being a dumbass. Now back to our program. Uh, yeah, wonderful wonderful show tonight. I'm very proud <laughs> of the culture the spaces. Yeah, um, angry. Your poetry uh, hour. Uh, it doesn't have to be dark, and uh, it doesn't have to be uh, you know in in a way where where people would think the topic would go. Um, and I, guess I love the fact that all of our hosts bring something to the table. 
and, uh, you know, and I want to also say to all the folks out there that have racist comments and, 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 um, and all the things that they will say on other networks, I want to also bring to the point of all racists and anybody who belongs to the white citizen councils of your community as well as the United Clans of America, Again, like I said four years ago, and I'll say it again right here on Shakira Rogers' show because I'm the CEO, you can kiss my whole entire black ass. The name of that one has advertising through all the jelly and goes in the process. You reach me at. And yeah, it's not, it's okay. not like you've got an angry Negro. The Negro is this down kind of a nice sheet. Also, we are, you know, all the jelly and the and goes in right there at both our business. Page, the like Network, and, of course, Ola Delaney at Google+. Any comments or suggestions to my program, and I'm waiting for that that, that, that racist bastard that probably needs to be hung on a tree himself. Ola Delaney and I'm not afraid of you. See, I'm the, I'm the worst person you can come on and do something. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, I, I would say this. Uh, here's, here's a poem for you. I'm sorry, Shakir, but I got to go there because I'm the man. There's a poem for all the people out there that are out there. Uh-oh, there's another nigger poem. Another one. We're painting style. Don't call here the dumbass cracker. And that's my piece. And that's my piece. <laughs> oh, wow. your mother and father. Oh, look at that name of Layla and Gozi saying good night. Good okay. luck to all the folks out there on Force Radio. I, I'm very, very proud of you. Someone call in right now. Shut the shit up. We'll be right back on the air. Uh, probably that, that dumbass cracker that just called in. He probably called in March. Uh, and I know all the calls from Southeast Texas. I'll make sure I, you know, that's why we have uh, secured lines. So you'll, you won't get on, my man. You will not get on. Um, <laughs> tomorrow night, we have the South of Louisville Poetry Hour by the young man that is called in, Miss T. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, with Miss T is Queen. Of course, hosted by a special guest host, Mr. Paul Sampson, who just called and gave that wonderful piece. But we're so, so proud of, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny, Shakir. Larry, we're getting that going so bad. Larry, I know Larry. I know. I know Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to let you know, Larry, you know, because like I said, and I felt it. Uh, and I'm not going to try to continue to give him a promise on my program because that's just, that's just too easy. He doesn't deserve that type of time. But I felt it. When, and I noticed it. I've been on the radio for a long time. I've been on the radio a long time. And I knew it was going to be something like that. No. Yeah, I, I, I knew that was a crack ball. Yeah. No, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. When you start that uh, rose to the red, you know. Yeah, I already knew it was bullshit. I already knew it was bullshit. So, like I said, you know, we're going to continue to go on live. I'm going to talk to you at the end of the show. So I appreciate last show because we got to get out of here. But, but uh, <laughs> you know. You don't worry, I'll, I, don't worry, Larry, I'll talk to you. But like I said, um, what a wonderful show. And also, this is the time of the night. Please, folks, if, if any type of abuse is going in your, your family, no matter what it is, uh, physical abuse, uh, mental abuse as well, and I feel don't talk about that as well, as well as sexual, please contact someone. And, and you know what it is, Shakira? You, you really got to contact somebody that you don't know. Contact your local right. authority. Let them know what's going on. They can override your mother because it's called the Department of Human Services in your neighborhood. They can override things. They're not going to allow a child to, to, to go unheard. If you're being touched right now, you know, anything, whatever's going on, please, please, please contact your local authorities to make sure 
that it stops immediately, no matter if you're five years old or 17. But once again, I am your mother and father, say producer, oh, that deli money, they were in those things. Good night, good luck to all the folks out there on Australia listening to us on a constant basis. Don't forget tomorrow. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Nigger Poetry Hour here live on Talk Shoe. Yes, we just got through making a few niggers mad. That's great. Great. Now, on to more niggers. Live. Promoting took a few weeks before the fight when they started really pushing it, and they should have been pushing this a while ago. So you know it was poorly promoted. Uh, like you said, the commentary was was cause was was completely uh, atrocious toward the end, especially when the end of the fight came, and they called you know you know they called the controversy. And then um, uh, I agree with Bernard. You know, uh, going back to what Virgil Hunter said, he felt like HBO made Andre Ward move up to 175 to fight. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they set him up for failure. They wanted him to right. lose. Yeah, they set him up for failure. Yeah. So, I mean, a rematch has to happen, and I agree with you, you can't. And Andre Ward even said it. Look, oh. Now he knows what to expect. Uh, I don't see Kovalev exactly. getting any better. I don't think we saw the best Andre Ward either. So I don't see Kovalev getting not. any better. I don't think we saw the best Andre Ward. And like you said, now that Andre Ward is knowing and what he's seeing, I, I I guarantee you it won't be no knockdown because yeah. after he got knocked nope. down the second round, Kovalev never came close to being able to knock him down again after that. Yeah. He never even nope. came close to it because of the adjustments Andre Ward made. So I yep. just, you know, I, I I mean, should there be a rematch? Of course there has to be one. But for for anybody that wants to scream robbery, for anybody that wants to shine hate and all that towards Andre Ward way, the boy does one thing and does one thing well, he wins. People were saying that he – People, uh, and we know this personally, people were saying how he probably didn't want to fight, wouldn't show up, was going to get injured. Well, it didn't happen. 
That shit, the shit, <laughs> shit didn't happen. <laughs> okay, the shit didn't yeah. happen. He showed up and he was there. So, yeah, you know, you got to have a rematch because it was close. But I think in a rematch, I, I mean, I think in a rematch, we'll probably see the real, you know, the, the real Andre Ward now that he knows what he's looking at. And, it could be, you know, it'll be a different outcome. Yeah, you know, you got to look at it like Floyd Mayweather in his rematches. He'd always, he always made it look easier the second time yep. around, you know. And I think this is what it would look like with Ward and Kovalev. You know, Ward knows what he's looking at. Kovalev's not going to make the adjustments with John David Jackson in one camp. You know, it's just too much, too much. The way he was flustered in the second half of that fight, I, I just don't see it changing in one camp. So, um, well, he may come into the fight yeah. thinking he got to knock one out and, and be over aggressive. You know? Yeah. The question is, y'all think Kovalev can make adjustments in the training camp to get ready for war? No. I no. don't. I Not definitely don't. I don't. No. I don't. I don't. Y'all think he going to fire Uncle Ruckus? No. He'll stick with him. He'll stick with him. He'll stick with him. But on another note, you know, let's go ahead and uh, go on to, to some other topics, man. We got a lot to talk about. You know, we stuck, we've been on this one for a minute, but uh, let's move on. We had uh, ex heavyweight, you know, uh, Alex Stewart passing away over the past week. So you want to say rest in peace to him, you know, uh, give him a shout out on the show. Um, he fought a lot of guys in the heavyweight division. You know, Oleg, Oleg Maskev, uh, Vander Holyfield, you know, uh, he, George Foreman, he fought a lot of guys in the heavyweight division. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Solid Stewart. Um, you know, big up. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, we got some pretty interesting stuff going on in the heavyweight division. Again, Lucas Brown failed the drug test for the second time. <laughs> and, yeah, his uh, the state of this fight with Shannon Briggs for the regular WBA heavyweight championship is in limbo. Um, let me go ahead and start off with uh, Bogart on this one now. What, what what you think of this, and uh, have you heard anything recently? I know you'd be on top of a lot of these things. Uh, uh, what's the status of this fight as far as uh, Lucas Brown and Shannon Briggs? Is it off? What's going to happen with that? Uh, go ahead, man. The WBA is convening to figure out what they're going to do um, as far as trying to salvage some kind of fight for this goddamn unnecessary fucking Texas roadhouse stampede across the pond fucking belt that they that they got. Um, so they're, they're going to convene to figure out what to do going forward. Um, the problem is that uh, although it's, it's for a WBA title, now remember, because people are trying to revert to the drug testing program, where well, that program is only on, under the WBC. It's under the WBC guidelines. It's not the same guidelines that you have under the WBA. So, um, who knows what they're going to do or what they're going to decide. Me personally, me personally, since there's been two failed drug tests, because remember he was suspended once before. So there, there, should, should there be a ban to a certain degree? 
I feel like, yeah, he should. And people may disagree with me, but I definitely feel like, yeah, he should. Like you said, this isn't, I mean, back-to-back drug test failings. He fell back-to-back of them in title fights right after winning them. So there's definitely a problem there. Lucas is thinking he can get away with something. Um, they are not, uh, I tell you one thing, they're not doing, they're not looking at other options as far as, as we would like to think they'd be looking at, which is Lewis Ortiz. Nope, they're not looking that way. They don't, uh, for some odd reason, they don't particularly care about that. They may move Ustineb up to face Shannon. Uh, you, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Ortiz for a reason, though. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know yes. you did. I know you well, did. Well, 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 well. Somebody. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I know, know who did. did. Somebody, somebody said something earlier on our page. The movement. Somebody said something earlier about. Uh, me putting too much Cuban shit on the page. Who was that? Oh, that was that light skinned nigga Two K. That's who it was. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, they're not gonna look toward Luis Ortiz. They they may look at Ustinex since he's fighting for the interim, you know, trying to get to fight for the interim championship. They may look toward him to fight Shannon Briggs until they figure out what to do with Lucas Bronny. But this is a look, look, we talked about this in Twine. You said all the. This is this, this is a jacked up situation with the WBA from Jump Street. They shouldn't be having these many belts floating out there, floating around. They should have one fucking champion. It shouldn't be no regular super intercontinental interim. It shouldn't be none of that shit. They should have one fucking yeah. belt floating out there, floating around. And how like the WBA is really starting to turn into a joke because how can you yeah. have the number five and number seven dude fighting for your fucking belt and not the number one and number two guy? So it's starting to turn into a, it's really starting to turn into a joke. But let's let's give credit where credit is due. It was uh, and people hate and all people. or your call is not scheduled at this time. Welcome to TalkShoe. Please enter the call ID followed by the pound key. Enter your PIN followed by the pound key. If you are not a TalkShoe member, press 1 then pound. You are now joining the call. Recorded live. This is distracting. You are unmuted. Society where people things are always taken from those who produce to those who don't. Um, you know, you're rewarding people for not achieving. You're punishing people for uh, being successful. Yeah, I, I really think that. I mean, empirically, there's no question that uh, this always ends badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a century now, nearly a century, of of left-wing dictatorships murdering job people in job lots. So, if no, if and let's really, be fair, we've we've had some. Well, I guess, are you classifying fascist as left-wing? You know, I think that they are. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether it's left-wing. The fact is, is that they're all altruists. True. Yeah, alt- yeah. altruist collectivist. 
Yeah. I mean, the fascists, with the exception of Franco, were left-wing. Franco was, I think, lumped in as a fascist because of who he made common cause with. But the fact of the matter is, is that he was a religionist. Uh, Yeah, even what went on down in, in Argentina prior to World War One. I. I guess it depends uh, on whether you think the internationalist aspect of it is integral to, to leftism, to what it means to be left historically. Because, you know, Mussolini and Hitler were not internationalists. They were nationalists. But they, well, Mussolini wasn't an internationalist to begin with. Yeah. The reason he got I mean, kicked out of the lodge is because he found that he, he could – he found that he could deal with a socialism that had Italian characteristics. And that's what yeah. got him kicked out of the lodge. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the stuff that happened in Argentina back in the last decade of the, of the 19th century was, was inspired by the leftist internationalist movement. Now, it didn't stay internationalist, but that's, I mean, I don't, they may want to deny their progeny. They may want to disown them. But the fact of the matter is, is that the left has given rise to the totalitarians of the 20th century, whatever their particular political ilk might be. So I guess my question is, and maybe this comes back to the Orwell quote, how can you look at this graveyard of millions of human beings and come to any other conclusion, then this kind of authoritarianism is a really bad idea. And yet, they think if they, they just try it a little differently or, it, 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 or, or if yeah. it's attenuated so that it's merely envy, you know, as, as if you it's can like institutionalize we, we, we just envy. Have to, we just have to find the right way to violate yeah. people's individual rights, and then it will work. You know, they make, a, they make a point here on page 200 where they talk about you know, traditional religion sees the source of our innate characteristics as caused by God and demands that individuals use their God-given gifts to serve him. Collectivists, in effect, replace God with society. Well, that, you look at the apologists for the left, and boy, they sure sound a whole lot like the folks that try to tell you that, uh, well, the Catholic Inquisition really wasn't that bad after all, you know, and uh, really wasn't their fault, and uh, you know, and it did a lot of good, and you know, the people that came out against witch hunters, uh, well, you know, they right. they well, were it, Catholic too. I mean, it's, too, it's the full-on Castro apologia. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I mean, Hitler probably loved puppy dogs and rainbows, but, you know, so what? (laughs) If you remember, we had somebody that was participating in this forum that was trying to use that, you know? Yeah, Eva Brown. And we... (laughs) (laughs) And then Kilda's dog. Say that again? Hitler killed his dog. Oh, he did? Oh, that's right. He poisoned him, didn't he, before he committed uh, 
before he swallowed a bullet himself. Yeah, he couldn't bear the thought of his uh, his dog living in a post-Nazi life. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the problem is, is that at that level, you can't tell if they're joking or not. <laughs> you know, it's just that principle about you know, the, the onionization of culture. Wait a minute, you, this you... doesn't sound like angry Negro's poetry hour here. This Whoa. sounds like a bunch of Hillary Clinton supporters over here. Huh? Are you supporting that old wrinkle hag? Huh? Are you supporting yeah, the wrinkle? Yeah, yeah. You're with her? You know, I, I think it's You're the time worth huh? having the uh, problem. Or it might be... You I will spray on you. I don't think anybody here supported Hillary Clinton in the sense of her being a positive. The question was simply which one of them was worse. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean and, to. I didn't see that you didn't or, have or if, yeah. a uh, microphone on it. So um, I was and trying to let I, Greg yeah, know. This, this I, mean, I, know like I know that you know a few of us here you know probably did vote for Trump. There was some FU voting going on, uh, and it had nothing to do with <laughs> how much you might like Trump or his policies. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, uh, so, just yeah, Mike, you know, uh, leaving the non-intellectual uh, approach of that particular uh, individual to the side, you also got to work a little bit to get your actual just basic facts right. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I would throw out that we've had people on the Wait a minute, who really who are, disagreed with who us, are they were able to articulate what they were thinking, and we listened and talked with them. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't just get on and start clucking like a chicken. I was uh, sad that uh, we had uh, the fellows from uh, was it Africa who were arguing about the Muslim thing and uh it would have been nice for them to come back again. That uh, they were bringing in interesting info. But I so I guess I I triggered him by making fun of Hitler. Because we, well, you know, we can do this for hours. We can make fun of Hitler for hours. Uh, <laughs> well, and, I, and I don't know how I don't know how you get from disliking uh, Hitler uh, for his uh, appalling legacy to supporting Hillary Clinton. I am assuming that's who he was referring to when he talked about the wrinkled old hag. Yes. Uh, from from my <laughs> perspective. She, there's there's a lot of commonality between the two in regard to their disregard for individual rights. Now I'm not saying that Hillary's Hitler. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that both of them have a complete disregard for individual rights, and both of them are collectivists uh, to yeah. much much different degrees. But uh, yeah, I just don't see how you get to oh you support Hillary because you hate Hitler. Um, <laughs> You know, that's, that's a leap I'm, I'm having trouble following. I, I just want to add a bonus point to him, which is that Hitler in his final moments didn't believe that the German race deserved to, to live. I don't want to hear from those idiots. I don't sound like a clucking chicken. How dare this? 
Yes, we just had to make sure we didn't have any Hillary supporters. All right, on to the next show. And this show better have some niggers. I want to hear niggers. is not currently available. One of the Starks, who we love so much, won't get pushed too far. Who's to say that Littlefinger, for his behind-the-scenes machinations, might suddenly be like, you know, who's left? It's time for me to come forward with my evil. And so, you know, it's a tough call. A lot of times I'm thinking of great dramas like uh, certain seasons of, uh, sorry to go on a tangent, but Breaking Bad, but uh, when there was... Uh, uh, you know, without spoiling Breaking Bad, there was kind of this restaurant uh, Rosario doing drugs, and and while he he was a problem for the main character, you know, you didn't hate him. So I think the show, it's possible the show could be okay with just the remaining characters, uh, and and nobody going any more evil than the cold-hearted, ruthless Night King. Mm-hmm. Right on, Terry. Right what else you got? Uh, that's it. I mean, I got some prophecy stuff, so we don't have to get deep deep in that. But I, I have a uh, theory about Ezra, but we can talk about that in the book side. side. All right, sounds good, man. We'll see you in the book section then.
You are unmuted. Um, uh, well, I don't even want to say where. People in the chat room can see where you're from, but um, who am I talking to here? Yes, this is the late night president, Todd Moore, said, boy, am I glad that you got that nigger off of your show. You Don't are muted. Afraid. So sorry about that. This guy is... Uh, Apologies, fun. everybody. That was terrible. That was absolutely... <laughs> that was great. Are you kidding me? Uh, I, I don't tolerate that. That was so weird. Yeah, so we, random. We just spend your money on everybody. Yeah, that's a that's a caller from Southeast Texas. Everybody call him Southeast Texas and look for this guy and let's turn him in. Weird. All yes, right. Look uh, for with this that, guy and up the TV section and we will uh Get move out. on to the book section after the end music, but before we do that, I want to make sure that our TV listeners know where to find my special guest that I've had on with me tonight. That is of course uh, Kelly, first, Kelly, if people want to talk to you about Game of Thrones, how can they find you on the interwebs? Yep, you can look me up on the Twitters. I'm Kelly Underfoot. And shoot, Bubba, I'm coming up on you. I've got 170 followers. That's a triple digit number. <laughs> listen, if listeners oh, no, you want to follow like Kelly on Twitter, I need more nairs. I have the best, best tweets. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait for it. Kelly's whole motto is wait for it. And then about every other, you know, Once six or, so. or seven <laughs> months, a tweet comes out. But she does respond to people who tweet at her most of the time. Lovely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Bubba. You, of course, have the fantastic Double P Podcast Network, which has been very busy this fall with all kinds of podcasts about, like, Ash versus the Evil Dead, The Strain, uh, Twin Peaks. There's all kinds of things going on on the Double P Podcast Network. If you want to tell anybody about that and where they can find you on Twitter, that's F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M, where they can find you on Twitter, uh, feel free to do so. Yeah, everybody, I got inspired by this 300-episode podcaster, Matt, on Podcast Winterfell. And so I've spun off some shows. If you like uh, great TV shows, and apparently you do because you're listening to this, go to facebook.com slash double P podcast. That's the word double, the single letter P, the word podcast, plural. Facebook.com slash double P podcast to find out about all of our podcasts, including one we just launched about Twin Peaks. It's entitled Twin Peaks, The Gifted and the Damned. Find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and we were all inspired by a guy I like to call Double M, Matt Murdock. It's all my fault, folks. It's all my fault. And you can, of course, follow me at F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M. There's Axel Foley to tell you all the rest. Okay, folks, we are now in the book section of the podcast. So if you are TV only in the chat room or listening and you don't want to know about some of the side stories that we may be talking about in terms of the books or um, what we might prognosticate about in terms of the, uh, of the series in relation to the books, then um, this is the uh, place to drop off, and we appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. In the meantime, I'm going to turn back to Kelly because she's just been uh, writing thousands and thousands of pages, five times faster than George R. R. Martin can even think them up. 
regarding the Grand Northern Conspiracy Podcast, which will be coming up very soon for you listeners uh, before the Christmas break. But, uh, Kelly, uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, Random Thought, what's coming on? Well, off the top of my head, of course, it's going to be GNC-related. Um, just, I just sticks out of my brain. Uh, the, the Hooded Man? I don't know. <laughs> option is not currently available. He had to use uh, two other constants that were um, they came up with by experiment, but no one ever talks about the fucking experiment that gave him these You are unmuted. Maxwell has actually been at the speed of light, so Mr. Maxwell, have you can you get confirmation that it is possible to travel at the speed of light without ex- exponentially creating uh, increasing your mass uh, until you disassociate molecularly, if you've been at the speed of light, and isn't that not correct? That's the speed limit that Einstein gave us. That's why space time. He gave us the fourth dimension because there's the speed of light. He's working off the speed of light from Maxwell, the first fucking. Having this professor at Cambridge, he started. I'm sure Gordon has been on a couple of UFO expeditions. So, if anybody's qualified to speak, it would be him. He's probably preoccupied right now. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, and this concludes the streaming portion of our wonderful show. Yes, we hate niggers. <laughs> uh, uh, saying, oh, yes. Is that Frank? You hate niggers too, don't you? Yes, I heard that chuckle. Yes, hang those niggers from a tree. Yeah, this is Donald Trump country now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a half-breed Negro, and I'm, I'm made out of better shit than you are. You are the worst kind of human being on the, this planet. You're some half-breed cotton-picking tune. I got a that special branch on my tree in the back for you, boy. I got like <laughs> five or six lines open. I can't tell who's who. Yeah, you can't tell who's who. You got five or six other niggers on the call? Are you on here niggering tonight, sir? 
Yes, this is I, the angry nigger poetry hour. I am I your host. And the late night president, Todd Horse, we'll be back in about another right hour or so. Shut up, there. I'm talking. You have free. How's that? I'll be back in another hour. How's that? I love How's each that? and every How's one of you. Come find me. You're right. You got lots of money. Come find me. Hang those figures. Okay. I had to mute a couple of people because I'm getting, I was getting echo into the, yes. Hang into those the stream. That sounds better. Uh, Central Colorado, uh, they chimed in yet, or do you want to chime in? Or I was going to give them a chance to interject. is not currently available. Boomers, what the fuck? You've been here, Chris. Give them directions. All right. You want to open up the uh, line there? Yeah, open it up. Southeast. Get here. Hopefully he they're not the... He wants, to open, he wants to open up a can. Open up a can. <laughs> All right. A text-sized can. Oh, whoop ass. You are unmuted. Sounds like you got a couple fags on here, too, there, boy. <laughs> Hang those niggers from a tree. Go ahead. Hang those niggers. Hang Go ahead. Those tell, niggers. Me, tell me how to count the cabbage. Hang those niggers. Hang those niggers. Hang them Where from Where you hanging them? I'll meet you over there. Where you hanging them? Them niggers. Hang them. I'm right here in southeast Texas, boy. Come on down here, boy. We're going tune hunting tonight, boy. <laughs> Hang those niggers. Hang those niggers. Hang those niggers. Are you dancing? Are you dancing? Are you okay. dancing doing that? Aren't you dancing? Are you dancing doing that shit? Let me break out with the banjo here. Hang those niggers. Hang those niggers. And a one, and a two, and a hang those niggers. Hang those niggers. Those filthy. I don't know how to believe you ever hung You want to protest, you very better? How do you want to protest my nuts in your mother's mouth? They're tuned. My mama died. Cut niggers. Hang those niggers. Hang those niggers. We're having a nigger fest over here, ladies and gentlemen. You got an I have a dream speech for me, boy. Can you give me an address to the nigger fest so I can come to it and meet you? And show no, no, no I can't, you pansy. Where are you at? I'm right here in beautiful southeast Texas where we don't have no niggers, no niggers, no niggers, no niggers. No niggers. Ain't nothing but niggers in southeast Texas. No niggers. No, there's no niggers here, boy. <laughs> boy. We must have been talking about something really uh, interesting to get. Shut up, fag. <laughs> yeah. Fake news. Know. Fake news, yeah. Well, everything is going back to uh, the lowest common denominator, which is uh, race and identity politics. Well, 
and that's the last, well. See, that guy just time. pretty much summed it up. I mean, that's pretty much all that that philosophy has to offer. It's just, you stopped the, last, the last time. The last time we um, got hit, we got hit by that was um it was the gang stalking. <laughs> Remember that? Oh yeah. I wonder what happened to them. Ago. The gang stalker folks. Yeah, has that has that thing died down? No, you know what? Here, here, you know, we were talking about peer-reviewed studies for the news. Here, let me say something real quick on that. If you listen to any of the people in the media who, you know, for for a long time now, or the way that they talk, they don't even talk. They don't even talk like the public exists. They talk to each other. And gang stalkers? No, I'm talking about um, <laughs> the news media. Oh, the news media. The the organizational culture of the news media. Yeah, like they like yeah. they're in their own kind of bubble, which they accuse everybody else of being in. Right, but yeah, and so they don't even really talk to anybody else but each other. And it was interesting too, like. Um, I heard uh, they were giving that newscaster Christian Amanpour a uh, an award for journalism, um, and you know she's talking to a room full of quote unquote journalists, and she's basically saying at a certain level, well, yeah, we should probably like you know tell the public the truth sometimes. <laughs> so that that's nice. So yeah. <laughs> and and what she's implying, you know, what what she was implying was for the most part of her speech was that the people in the room, the people who call themselves news media were pretty much the only important people when it came to what news was. And the public didn't really matter, and so, um, you know, this this whole time, the time period that we currently exist in has been manufactured. We know that we know that all this stuff has led up to this point. But it's funny too that the people, you know, um, like it used to. The media actually really did used to be directed towards the general public, and now the general public doesn't really pay attention to the news at all in great detail. Mm-hmm. And so now, so now the media is actually directed at other people in the media, or you know, people in government propaganda. For those people, because those are the people who are really only paying attention to that stuff. Everybody else is paying attention to Kim Kardashian and, you know, Pokemon and Brad Pitt. Yeah, Kanye West going to the nut nut house. Oh, he, listen, folks, Kanye was kidnapped. He said so, he said something good about Donald Trump, and the Illuminati kidnapped him. Okay, they didn't want their biggest. They didn't want their biggest star coming out for Donald Trump, folks. <laughs> he actually said that. 
Oh, he did? <laughs> I know. It's hard to tell what's parody anymore. <laughs> Just laugh at all of it. That's what you do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like in the past, in the past, you know, people were, you know, people were um, infatuated with stars and entertainment and all that. But they paid attention to the news too, so they had to, you know, be pacified. Nobody, nobody has to be pacified anymore, except for people in academia, government, and media itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. Yeah, it, it seems like it. it it's like, yeah, it's, it's geared toward a certain uh, audience. And then it's just every. Yeah, I, I, I said that, too. I think like the average person really just passively consumes media. They don't really sit down and analyze it or scrutinize it or absorb what's being told to them. I mean, I think that, you know, people do absorb it, but it's like it's like through osmosis or like pa- passively they kind of have it on in the background or they have it, they're doing other stuff or they're, you know, maybe kind of in a trance and kind of half days when they're looking at it or out of it, you know, or, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's not like, it's, it's like they're not even talking to the average person. It's like, it's, it's kind of directed towards their own like inner circle or a certain group. It is a high quality ambient noise. I want to just start talking here. You know, uh, people always just throw the news on in the background. And in movies, too, if you watch like uh, subtle scenes in the movies, news is ambient in the background. Dino. What's up? Yeah, it is. It is ambient noise, um, and like you like you said, like people pick up on certain things. Obviously, like I'll give you an example. There was a lady at my work, and she was having a discussion with somebody about how she doesn't go on Facebook anymore because it's. She, this is what she said. She I I don't even want to hear another thing about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, so I just didn't go on Facebook for a whole week. <laughs> and so you know when it starts invading the the pleasure dome of of face page it's um you know then people are going to be like oh well i don't even want to hear anything about that because that's not why i'm on here i'm on here to hear about like you know star gossip and you know uh you know, live voyeuristically and look at other people's profiles and but not ever contact them. Just look at their profiles and see what their life is like. So so when when actual things pertaining to politics or uh you know something that might be deemed as serious invades that space, pe- people don't want to hear that. Yeah, you know why this past election uh circus I, I i it just you just made me realize something john when, when you were talking about that is that the reason why it was so over the top and then they bring in this 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 uh this this master huckster showman drunk you know 
with with Hillary and all that, and, it, and everything was so like we were commenting how exaggerated and kind of over the top everything is. It's because this, I think, at, at this point in time, it's like you're describing. Like everybody's looking at social media. They got all these other things out there vying for people's attention, and everybody's like easily distracted and off into other things. So they had to like turn up the volume on all this <laughs> bull crap to make it so sensationalized and ridiculous and over the top. I, I think that's ex- that's a good explanation for why yes, this, and gentlemen, this past, we are out of uh, here. election circus was we so are extreme. out of here for right now, not for very long. We will be back in less than an hour with an all new edition. This great program. Yes, yeah, we hate better. How could you ever go back to Bob Dole and crusty old Ronald Reagan again? Oh, no. Bob Dylan. Oh, that, that's Reagan. just absolutely... We'll be back, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Stupid. 11.30 I mean, just, p.m. Just, just totally dull time. Right here by comparison. On I mean, totally, Until then, yeah. I am the late night president, Todd Morris. Good night. God bless. You need over the top. Not only over the top, you need Angry over the top ropes. The tree hour. <laughs> 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 you need McMahon getting punched upside his head. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's but not only that, it also it also um it's cha- it's gonna change the culture.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.